right, are you guys ready for some really cheesy magician jokes? If not, too bad, because you're getting it right now. All right, first joke. How many magicians does it take to screw in a light bulb? About 100. One to actually screw it in, and then 99 others to say that I've got a variation of that. Nice. Okay, what's the difference between a savings bond and a magician? The bond will mature and start earning money. Ooh, burn. How do you get a professional magician off your doorstep? Pay for the pizza. Yikes. What is the difference between a magician and a woodpecker? One is extremely annoying, loud, and nearly impossible to get rid of, and the other one is just a bird. Ugh. All right, so I got these jokes off of Theory 11, so you can check it out. I want to give credit where credit is due. So, story time for you guys. This past summer, I was working at registration for Magic Live, and I will be there again next summer. Woohoo! So say hi to me if you see me. I'd um, love to meet you guys. All right. So the story is I am working behind the desk with uh, my partner named Donna, and a man came up and asked to show us a magic trick, which I was like, Ugh. I just wanted to say no because I was really tired. And I don't know, I just, that sounds terrible. I'm a horrible person, whatever. Just, I wasn't in the mood. I had this, and you just, you know how sometimes you can kind of judge someone by their appearance, and you're like, this isn't going to be good. That's what I was thinking. I was like, this probably isn't going to be good. But Donna was like, yes, show me magic, because she is not a magician and is not, like, in the world. She just was there to, like, come just to work for registration. So everything for her was new and exciting. I've been watching magic tricks now for like well over 10 years. I don't even know how many years. So, you know, I've seen a decent amount. So this guy pulls out two um, packets that each have five cards in it. And he shows me one packet of five cards, tells me to memorize a card. He shows the other packet of five cards to Donna and tells her to memorize a card. If you're starting to get confused, that would make sense because this trick is about to be one of the most convoluted magic tricks I've ever seen, seriously. Um, yeah, so this is pretty, sorry if you're listening to this, the person that created it, but this isn't good, this is bad magic, and it should be called out. Okay, we each memorize a card, then he switches the decks from his hands and has me look at Donna's deck, and Donna's now looking at mine and says, you know, memorize another card, and I'm like, okay, so now I'm memorizing two cards, got it, so I have a second card. And then he, I guess, switches the decks back again. This is where it gets a little fuzzy because I'm like, what are you doing? And then he, you know, shows us the our original decks. He's like, do you remember the original card you memorized? And I'm like, yeah, I think so, like vaguely. After you've been, so like the second card we had to memorize never comes back. I don't even know why we do it. So then he's like, look, and like he moves the deck and then all of a sudden, the card I had memorized is now in Donna's deck, and then the one she memorized is in mine. Did you follow? If not, I don't blame you. It's so confusing. But here's the point of the story. I immediately knew how this was done because he's taking the method of the poker test, which is produced by Eric Casey, who is my brother. So I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? Like, I know this trick. Like this, yeah, 
okay, this is my, this is just taking the method and the five cards, like the idea of five cards and the five cards changing, that's all coming from the poker chest. And not only that, he kept it in like the same packet that when you buy my brother's trick, like it comes in this very particular packet. Like it was the same packet. So I'm like, it has to be, it has to be. So I was kind of a dick and I was like, hey, do you know who Eric Casey is? And the guy's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I've heard of him. I don't know. And I'm like, that's weird because it looks very similar to my brother. Yeah, Eric Casey, my brother's magic trick, the poker test, like the method and like the packet and the way you packaged it, all really similar. Um, but fortunately, it's like a really horrible trick. So it's not like you're taking it and then producing something better. Like it's so like, it's a whole, uh, well, I didn't say this. I didn't tell him it was a horrible trick, but I was just like, I just wanted to like kind of drop that. And so I know I can't completely prove that he took it from Eric, but I feel pretty confident. And like, think about it from his perspective. Let's say he definitely took the trick. And then he just is like, oh, I see this chick and I want to perform it for her. And then he happens to be performing the trick for the sister of the person that created it. Like, I mean, it was just amazing. And I, I, of course, I, like, text my brother, and I'm like, oh, my God, you better come see this right now. And so he left what he was doing. And, like, he put the trick away and, like, wouldn't show it to my brother or, like, perform it. Like, and so, and then, like, swore the method was entirely different. And since Eric didn't see it, he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, Eric, you produced this when you were 19, and you created it years before that. And, I like, he made the first batch by hand. Like, the original poker test, like, he made it by hand. So, like, I know the method. Like, inside and out, you know, like, this is my brother. Grew up with him. And I'm just like, oh, my God, this guy stole it. So, don't steal tricks. And if I'm wrong, somehow, there's, like, a 1% chance that I'm wrong, then, you know, I'm sorry in advance. But I'm, whatever. I'm not. It's a great story. Okay. If you don't know me, I'm Chelsea. I'm the host of the Slided Podcast, where I interview interview magicians and this is part two of the Xavier Spade interview and we will be it just starts off with me asking one of the questions that an Instagram user submitted and so let's let's go ahead and jump right on in let's see next question all right I'm gonna just read it I have a pre I anyways whatever in recent years what has been the most magical or rather the most iconic moment whether it was magic related or perhaps something that inspired you that changed your view of a certain aspect of magic. That's such a convoluted <laughs> question. It's a convoluted oh question with a very simple answer. Okay. Hit me. Uh, and, and I just said the person's name. I met this guy, Gabby Perez and, and uh, his, his friend people from Spain. Pipo. I've interviewed Pipo. Pipo. Isn't he awesome? Yeah. He's, he's so great. He's so nice. Uh, meeting those guys changed everything for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. I spent I spent two weeks with them. In and you because, were in Spain, uh, right? Or, no, they were, no, they came. Oh, they were here. They they did. Yeah, they came to New York and they they did a convention in Buffalo called the Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. This invite only convention. They did a lecture there, and then they came down to New York City, and I was like their chauffeur for the next week and a half. Nice. So we were just hanging out every day and, and you know, a lot, some of it was magic, some of it was just hanging out, but it was those experiences with how they think about magic that changed how I think about mm-hmm. magic. And it just blew me away. I, I remember driving home, you know, Gabby 
was lecturing in Buffalo and he would say certain things like, you know, the magic is like a crystal inside of a glass with water. The method's the crystal, and when the water's in there, you can't see it, but the, the, you know it's there, but everybody else doesn't. And that's the whole picture, right? My brain exploded, <laughs> right? And then a few minutes later, he's like, you have to make sure that your spectator is ready to watch magic. You have to prepare the spectator, and right, all these things. And I'm looking around the room, and nobody's having this moment with me. Yeah. It was just me. And then I see Tony, and he's having that moment with me. Right? And I was just like, oh, yes. And people are next to me like, did you hear what he said? And they're just playing with cards like, what? I'm like, oh, get away from me. Because he's talking about theory of magic at that point, right? Or, yeah. And people want to. Yeah. And this is a lecture? or It was a, it was a two-day lecture. The first day was all tricks. The second day was all theory. Ten hours of tricks, ten hours of theory. And so it was the theory part that stood out for The you. tricks were amazing, too. Right, absolutely. But. The, the thinking behind, you know, fictional, creating a fiction and your character and, and like there were diagrams and just things that I didn't think about before because I was so wrapped up in my own ego behind what magic is right. and not the whole picture. Right. Which I think that's what sets apart a really like talented magician and then someone that's just like going through the motions is that they take the theory more because you have yeah. to create, you have to create your own stuff for it to for you to do well like at the end of the day like you have to bring something unique or else like i don't think you... uh, to, to a degree yeah. to a degree i um I'll, I'll tell you this and then i'll go to what you said i after the second day of lectures right it, he was kind of done lecturing i'm sitting with garrett mm-hmm. and do you know ricky smith i i haven't met him i think i knew uh, but, of... but you know of him. yeah okay so we're sitting at a table and I'm, I can't function. I'm, I've literally been destroyed, right? I'm shaking my head. I'm just doing this. And I'm looking around and people are still doing shitty Elmsley counts and they're talking about whatever crap they're talking about. And I'm going, why are they still doing that shit? Like, they need to stop. It's not right. And I'm just like, <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. This is horrible. I'm a shitty magician. And Garrett's looking at me and he goes, we need to go get some buffalo wings right now. And I was like, no, fuck that. I have to, I have to rethink everything. And Ricky turns to me, and I'll never forget this. He goes, you need to stop and come eat buffalo wings. <laughs> I was like, fine. We go to the place, and on the way, he's just like, you just need to perform a little bit and get get your, your feet back because you're feeling bad, and that's okay. But when you perform, you'll feel better. And I was like, I don't know, man. Like, it's just bad. And Garrett sits me in front of a group of people, and I start doing some magic, and I did feel better. And I did feel better, you know, because I was able to go, all right, I, I may not be doing everything the way I want to do it, but I'm not at a bad place to start. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. that awakening moment. Yeah. Know? I've seen Eric uh, do the same thing where he'll get his mind blown and be like, I'm the worst. I can't, I don't even know why I perform <laughs> anymore. I should just quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, I know now who Ricky is. He was at Tricks two years ago. Yes. Yeah. yeah this year. And this year. Yeah. I don't remember talking to him this year, but I remember talking to him. Wait, was he there? I remember two I years for sure. I was sitting yeah, definitely two years with ago. Maddie and some other people. And anyway, and now I remember him. So I was like, I needed a second. But when he did the voice, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know who that is. <laughs> I remember now. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But wait, were you going to add to the... 
Oh right. So what what was the second part of that? I, I well, I, like, because I, I made the comment it. that I don't know if I. It's your level of passion and the fact that you're learning. Right, right. So, so what makes people stand out is the attention to detail that that people most people won't care about. Mm-hmm. For example, Garrett Thomas, perfect example. There was a point where a lot of people didn't know who I was, and there's still a lot of people who don't know where, who I am, and that's fine. But they distinguish information based on notoriety. So Garrett is a very known person in one aspect of the mm-hmm. magic industry, which is the traditional magic industry. So I'm with him at a lecture, and nobody knew that I came with Garrett. And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying certain things. And these magic club members, which is most magic clubs, start saying to me, you know, I've been doing magic for X number of years, and that doesn't matter because layman, 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 right? And they spit out the word layman like it's a religion, mm-hmm. you know? And then Garrett goes on to lecture, and he starts saying the same thing that I'm saying. And I'm watching the people... And they're fucking nodding their head like, wow, he's so insightful. Like, you're an asshole. Because you didn't know who I was, my information becomes invalid. Yeah. But when somebody else that you know says the same thing, all of a sudden it's true. Right? So, what? why were people watching Garrett Thomas? Because Garrett Thomas, if anybody that doesn't know Garrett... And says things to anybody else like, this doesn't matter because layman. Watch Garrett and talk to Garrett and then come back and say something to me. Because Garrett cares about the way you say a word. The inflection. When when you're doing this move, the inflection of the word has to be higher in the middle. Right? But that's why he's Garrett Thomas. That's why people know who he is. And that's why he creates the magic he does. Because he cares when everybody else doesn't. And that's what makes him stand out. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Everybody else is just going to sit in their magic club and they're going to tell everybody else that this and that doesn't matter. Let them say it, but don't say it to somebody who's trying. Right. If somebody's trying, shut up and get out of the way. Yeah. Because all you're doing is you're hurting that person because you're shit at magic. Right. Right. Which... It's, how do you, I, how do you, do you, or is this something you have to like work at of like working on like not having too much of an ego because that would be so infuriating to be in your position where you do like, cause I don't think when someone says, oh, I've been in magic this many years, uh, that would almost make you want to reply with like, yeah, but I've done and list your accomplishments, right? Like, how do you No, my, my response is. Who cares? Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, and and here's why. Uh, do you 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 obviously have seen movies? Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite movie? Uh, off the top of my head, or oh, a movie that you like? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are there movies that you don't like? Yes. Do you can you name a movie you don't like? I know, I'm I, know. I can't I hate when I for some reason I'll always like not be able to think How about how about a song? Um uh a well genre. most like pop songs like Taylor Swift, like Shake It Off. That's the first one I think of. 
because she repeats the phrase shake it off a million times and it's just it really okay, annoys so you don't me. like shake it off correct because how long have you been making music <laughs> what gives you the right <laughs> to say that that's not a good song right. when you don't make music right, right, right. yeah right mm -hmm. it's okay for you to not like music it's okay for you not to like movies but the minute you say to a magician i don't like what you're doing the response is how long have you can you do better mm -hmm. and it's fucked up why can't i have an opinion on you being bad right yeah right yeah i get what you're saying it, it it going to lectures and magic conventions it's surprising that there are a lot of like egos and people trying to one-up each other with what they've done or discredit someone right. based on age or whatever right. whatever they're discrediting people on and I'm like man I'm kind of happy I'm not someone that's producing mm -hmm. or that this is my sort of like th this isn't it's hard yeah because it's, it's like, hard. I don't know it's how hard. like I would feel like I would have a hard time not getting defensive of being like this, you know, like people are almost well, making you, you, you be defensive. Right. But what you start to realize is it doesn't matter. Right. right? So a lot of people, and this happened recently, somebody on Instagram made a post about my cover pass and they made a video of them doing a cover pass. Mm -hmm. And their response was, their comment was, I don't understand why everybody holds Xavier Spade's pass in such high regard when all i see is and starts rattling off what he what he sees right which are valid mm -hmm. i don't take that away so my response to him was at what point did i say that anybody has to hold me in, in any regard right and given enough time i could pick apart your video too and tell you and i started rattling off what i saw with his pass mm -hmm. and i was like you're missing the point the point is I was not teaching the end-all be-all. I was giving what I learned about it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you think you know better, then go ahead and do better. But that doesn't mean that what I'm doing is now bad. Right. Right? And it may not be good. But I'm not saying anything about it. I'm just saying this is what I've learned about it. Right. You make your own decision whether it's good or bad. Yeah. So Because you're just right? offering another tool or a... Right. Right. Now, if you, and again, moves like that are not meant for video. So if you want to pick apart this on video, understand that in the perfect world, no motion is what you want in a video. You want nothing, no movement. Mm -hmm. But if you're, you strip away the camera, that doesn't work anymore. Could you imagine me doing a, a trick to you and at some point I just stop moving and talking? And then I start talking again and moving? If that moment becomes this weird thing, right? Because I'm trying to create no movement, but by doing that, I create an action, and the action is nothing. Right. So that's where it happened. Right? So when you're performing, your movements have to blend with your actions mm -hmm. so that they don't exist. And on camera, you have no movement because there's nothing around it. So it's a different level of what you're trying to accomplish on both. Okay. And, no, and people haven't learned the distinction. Gotcha. Camera is camera. Every, real life performance is real life performance. There's ways to do it on camera. There's ways to do it in right. real life. Right, that makes sense. And very rarely are they the same. Okay, that makes sense. Um, you and you put out, you know, YouTube videos of. Do, oh yeah. Do you? So, 
This is my. This is a personal question. Not someone had this, mm-hmm. but what is your thoughts on like if you're trying to sell a product and you want to film reactions to it, um, which, which aren't necessary? Okay. Do you wait? Do you do that at all, or no? Nope. No. Okay. Personally, I do not. I've done it for products that I've done. But most of the products that I've released the way I want to, there are no reactions because they're not, they're irrelevant. Or how are they irrelevant? So it seems like most people want that to see. Well, they want that for two things. One, they want the full performance mm-hmm. and they want the reaction. And the reason why they want the full performance is because most people are cheap bastards <laughs> and they want to rewatch the video over and over and figure out the, excuse me, figure out the routine. Mm-hmm. Then they want the reactions because they want to see if it's a good effect. Mm-hmm. But the reaction is not because of the effect. The reaction is because of everything. The right. performer, right? P- sometimes they have to amp up the people. Listen, just let it go, right? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Re- yeah. I can I can do an amazing effect with a hot rod. So I can do a hot rod trick. And get a great reaction. Somebody else could do a five phase routine and get no reaction. A reaction does not make does not determine if the effect is good or bad. That makes a lot of sense. So, for people that are creating content, would you then would would you recommend them not having reaction shots in it? Well, it depends or? on the content they're doing, okay. right? If if you're, I don't know why there's like the street magic craze. Everybody wants to do a street magic video, right? I don't get it. Uh, to me, there is no such thing as street magic. There is close-up magic, and you happen to be doing it on the street. And then there's busking, which is a show that you do on a street for money. Mm-hmm. Right? If I if I do close-up in my driveway, I'm not a driveway magician. <laughs> right? Right. That that my location does not determine magic. So. You know, there's just this term that people started because of... Blame. I was going to say, you isn't know, that David Blaine? He, you know... Yeah, yeah. And what, you know, Blaine hurt and helped Magic at the same time. I was going to say, because he did, like, his stuff that he produced was phenomenal. Like, it was great to watch, especially, like, I remember years ago watching David Blaine's mm-hmm. special. But what was that show? It was almost no Magic. Yeah. That's what people don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> it was 70 per, It was 70% reaction. Yeah. Right? It was... He'd go up. He goes, "Now your card's here," and the person goes, "Huh, huh, huh? right?" And that, right? You, you, all you saw was your card is here, and then there's for fucking two minutes, right? Right. So, what, what, what that did was it created a generation of performerless magicians mm-hmm. who don't understand what performance is, and then they go out into the street. And they go, I'm going to do street magic for money. And they, they run out and they stop people on the way to the, the store and trying to get food for their kid. And, and they're like, let me show you some magic. And then they expect money. Right. right? Not realizing that there's a whole other nuance to do that. Right. That makes sense. So, so they're, you know, they're, they're just guerrilla, guerrilla tactics. They're just attacking people with magic. And expecting them to like it. So that's because when, they saw it on Right, TV. so we gotta circle back and tell people that are listening, go have a conversation and don't bring magic with you if you wanna Well, if you wanna <laughs> do magic on the street for money, what you need to do is you need to watch people like Gazo. You need to watch people like uh Eric uh this oh my god, I forget his name, but he's from he's from Georgia. 
or Virginia, uh, you need to watch a busker. Mm-hmm. A busker knows how to perform to get tips. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, a quote-unquote street magician only knows how to do tricks to people gorilla style. Just, here's what it is. Watch this. Yeah. Right? It's this very rough thing. And there's a big difference. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's see here. This is a long question. All right. Um, He's got a couple parts. So the first one says, if it's not too privy, one, why illusionists... Why did Illusionist stop wanting to work with you in the past? Was there any... Not, not going to answer Okay. That. What about... <laughs> um, what was the trigger for you um, that you started embracing YouTube as a platform uh, for sharing mm. magic-related stuff? In one of your recent lives on YouTube, I learned that you were actually against it in the not-so-distant past. Very much so. Yeah. If you would have talked to me two years ago about YouTube, I would have been like, YouTube is evil. It's the devil of magic. <laughs> Um, and Chris, Chris Ramsey is the one that actually changed it all for me. Really? Very much so. Uh, he, he badgered me <laughs> nonstop, start a channel, start a channel, start a channel. And I'm like, no, I didn't want to do it because of my company, this and that. And what I, what I learned is this. Everybody can say anything they want about magic on YouTube. The bottom line is most people don't care. Okay. Laymen don't care about magic. They're, they're not looking it up unless they have interest. Mm-hmm. I can learn how to fix my carburetor on YouTube. Right. But I have no interest, so I bring my car to the mechanic. He's not losing business because of YouTube. Right. And if magic was so detrimental, uh, if YouTube was so detrimental to magic, then nobody would have gigs. Right. Because everybody would know everything. But they don't, right? Nobody cares. People have interest for the moment. They want to watch something. They want to learn something. Let them. It's not going to hurt anything. Right. That makes sense. On top of that, there is a lot of bad magic on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I think if more people like Garrett and these other guys were to embrace the fact that YouTube can help them with with different things, not just... You know, it's not just about exposure. This is the, the word that everybody uses, exposure. You're exposing magic. So is every magic company. So is any company that's ever sold anything magic. The difference between, in their head, exposure and, and okay is a penny. Mm-hmm. If I charge you a penny, then it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Right. If I give it away for free, it's a big no-no. But if you pull back and you look at books like... Uh, this discovery of magic of witchcraft i think or whatever discovery of magic there's a section that they talk about selling magic is going to be the downfall of magic mm-hmm. right because nobody was selling it back then and then they started to and that was exposure right now ex- now selling magic is the norm and youtube is the next thing right it's going to be the and now that's exposure right yeah it's like listen get off your high horse okay I'm not going to be alive forever. Neither is any other magician. And if I can inspire somebody to take a step, to help them in their life, to to have a moment where they're just enjoying something for a minute, isn't that the point? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what it is. That I have. I get messages from people like, "Listen, you know, I had a, I had a rough day, and you know, I I watched your video, I jumped on your stream, and it was it was great. Blah blah. I just want to thank you. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome." 
I've had people come up to me. I did a lecture, and uh, this young man comes up to me and says, you know, I was uh, minutes away from doing something to myself that, you know, I he was about to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I watched I watched your videos, and I watched some of Ramsey's, and, and now I, I'm getting into magic. And that is a beautiful thing. Right, right. What has anybody else in the magic industry, the traditional magic industry, done to inspire anybody else, to help anybody else? Fucking nothing. Nothing. They sit on the magic cafe, they sit on forums, they go to magic clubs and they bitch and complain to each other, and they do nothing. Well, unless you're performing, right? Even if you're performing, you're doing nothing. How is that You're working. Because you're working. Well, what if you're performing for, well, what if you're just showing people, giving people a moment of magic for free? I can, I can, I can influence more people with one video Mm -hmm. than anybody can with one show. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm not charging you. Right. You won't give that person that moment unless you're getting a check. Well, for some people. There are some people that perform for free. But it's... Bills have to be paid. Right. And if most people are doing charities, it's there's an end goal. And the end goal is to get a check. It's just the way things Mm -hmm. are. We have to pay bills. And I'm not shitting on them for that. Mm -hmm. What, what What I'm talking about is, you know the the wall that people put up between the internet which they don't understand right and the magic industry that they don't understand mm-hmm. right which it's right? moving towards youtube so i agree with what chris is saying is that we need more talented people on it because there's a lot of terrible uh-huh. you know terrible. magic yeah. and you're right i i don't even look up YouTube like magic videos and I'm more into it than like anyone like the average person right so no one's really like right. going to look this up me, me and Chris walked he had a lecture in Italy and we walked down the street in Brooklyn at this park and in Manhattan and we just approached people hey can we ask you a few questions cool do you like magic have you ever seen magic blah 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 oh great yes or no doesn't matter have you ever looked up magic on YouTube never got a yes over a hundred, hundred people. We right. Asked. And you'd think in a big city, somebody would right. look it up. Nobody looked it up. Yeah. People aren't, you, I think it's going to be like one in a million of a person that's going to see a, an awesome trick and then be like, oh, how do you do that? Like, like, like if you go to a show, oh. people think probably like, uh, I hear magicians complain like, oh, you know, don't put it up on YouTube because people are going to go to a show, see something and then like go and get on YouTube to figure out how it's done. But most people don't nope. do that. Nobody cares. Yeah. The only thing that's ever happened like that that I've heard of is a, a friend of mine, an old student of mine. David Blaine put out these cards at like Walmart, these trick decks. Mm-hmm. A Mark deck, a Svengali deck, and some other deck, right? My friend bought the Mark deck from Walmart and brought it to a gig. And isn't that exposure? I don't know. It's the same thing to me. But uh, he starts doing a card trick and... One of the guys grabs the cards and starts reading the marks. Right? Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, this is a six of clubs, so four diamonds. I, I bought this deck for my nephew. <laughs> Thousands of videos on YouTube. One marked deck from David Blaine. And that guy called out the marked deck. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> right? Yeah. So... Okay. Puts things in perspective. This next question is the same person. Um, I think we talked about this in tricks. I think this is a question you said you 
that actually annoys you, but I don't know. You can tell me. Um, so it says we got the pass last year. We'll get raise rise this month. What will Xavier Spade next big project be? Anything loosely planned already? Sharing details is obviously all the questions, so maybe some hints. Is that something that? Uh, yeah, I'm going to be putting out Xavier Spade's uh, workout regimen. <laughs> six minutes to pure greek godness nice yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and i i have other projects on, on, in the works so. wait but i don't remember i thought it was you at tricks that you were like that that was a question you ne- you didn't necessarily like getting or is that not am i wrong no no it's someone that, else that, then. it wasn't me it's someone else that they're like that it was just annoys the hell out of me it's like what are you working on i was like what if i'm just like living my life and i'm not working on anything i don't know yeah, yeah, no, I mean, I it might I might have said that because you know in the moment, but it it doesn't bother me so much. I'm, it's just because it kind of is what it is. It's like you get the question. Yeah, it is what it is. Everybody's you know you 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 meet somebody like hey, what's going on? What are you doing? You know, right, it's, it's like a conversation so. starter if you're in magic, yeah. anyways. It, it it doesn't bother. Yeah. Me. Oh. <laughs> cool. So no hints. I can't <laughs> only because. Uh, some of the things might be purchased for rights for certain TV shows and stuff like that. So, so I can't, I don't want to talk about it until contracts are set and I know exactly what's happening. What's happening. Yeah, yeah. Makes, makes sense. So, sucks for you, buddy. You're not getting your answer. <laughs> <laughs> Back up. <laughs> All right. Um, currently, what is your inspiration to form magic? And actually, I'm going to add to that question. Do you ever feel burned, like burnout? Like, do you struggle with all the okay. time? So, all the time. what's so then? What's your inspiration, and how do you deal with burnout? Uh, dealing with the burnout for me is very easy because uh, I don't hang out a lot anymore. So when I get burned out, I have another computer next to me here. Mm-hmm. I turn it on and I just shoot people in the face on video. Games. <laughs> I hit up a couple of my friends. I hit up Ramsey. I hit up some other people. And we just play games. Mm-hmm. We just have fun and we talk and we just joke around. And and I get my, my, my breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the things that inspire me is of is it's mostly, I wouldn't say it's other people so much anymore. As much as it's kind of like this internal quest, right? Like I have, I have things that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And now I have the means to do it. Whereas before it was a, a really big struggle just to get by. So now I can I can accomplish those things and I can do things. You know, one one of the things I will say that I'm working on is a deck of cards. Mm-hmm. I've wanted to produce a deck of cards for a long time. I didn't have the money. I didn't know how to get one made, how to design one. I suck at Illustrator. You know, like all these different things. But now I have people around me that know how to do this thing and I can get things done and I know where to get it done and and now it's happening, right? Mm-hmm. And I and I could put it together, and it's, and it's like, oh man, I could pull out my notebook that I've had for years, which I have like twenty of, and I could go through my ideas and I could rethink things with fresh eyes or, or you know, new new ways of accomplishing it, and I can do them. So right. that's what inspires me a lot now, being able to see a dream and then do it. Right, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, nice. Let's see here. Is it necessary to use difficult sleight of hand in order to do great magic? That's a no. Yeah. Uh, no, it's actually yes. What? Next question. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's an easy what would you, answer. What would you know, Lady? <laughs> I know. I was like, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that. Yeah, 
answer. It's it's the answer is a no, but like I don't like that question. I haven't questioned that someone asked for a different magician. Hold on, that I feel like is better. It's a better hmm. version of that question. Wait a second. It's um, do you uh, do you prefer do you prefer the simplest way possible, or do you enjoy the more difficult slights? I prefer the way that accomplishes the effect the way I need it to be accomplished. Okay. So it can... doesn't matter if it's harder or easier. Okay, so it, it could be either depending on what you're... Yeah. Well, I don't, yeah. I don't do I don't create or do an effect based on ease or difficulty. Mm-hmm. I do it on based on what effect do I want. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because obviously for some magicians it's a... Uh, maybe a bragging right to be like, look how difficult of a sleight of hand I can do. Well, yeah, that's the ego. Yeah. Right? That's the because they're thinking about themselves. I'm thinking about the effect. Right. But in the past, did you used to think about yourself? Were you like, of course. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Kidding me? I was the man at the magic shop. <laughs> Nobody could talk to me. Well, oh, you know how to do a retention, but can you do Matobe Palm? Like, what do you, why would you even say that? You know? Yeah. If, okay. You know, it's just, of course, we all felt like that. And it took me a long time to realize that I was shit. And I had a lot of work to do. And now I am a student for life. I, I hate when I hear people say I'm a master magician and they put it on their business cards. That just tells me you gave up. Right, right. With any, with anything, like any art form, yeah, there's, I don't think, there's, there shouldn't be an end. It should be like this consistent learning and and being inspired by the people around you too, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I agree with that. Um, uh, Let's see. Um, how do you balance business and magic, and how did you learn the marketing side of magic? That's a good question. Uh, I don't balance business and magic. I, I keep them completely separate. There's business, and then there's magic for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my business happens to be in magic, but what I do for business is not what I do for me. Okay. So So when it comes to business, it's just... Well, then, I guess, fo- focus on the second part of the question. How did you market yourself as a magician trial and error it it was a lot of understanding uh what i was doing and what i wasn't Mm -hmm. doing and a lot of it is what i wasn't doing uh people you know like i just hit fifteen thousand subscribers on uh uh, followers on instagram Mm -hmm. right something like that i'm like twenty three thousand on youtube Mm -hmm. and that all happened this year okay uh Around March, I had like 3,000 followers on Instagram and 400, uh, 40 subscribers on YouTube. Okay. And I started in March. Uh, and I realized certain things, right? I realized I wasn't doing anything. The same effort that I put into magic, I wasn't putting into marketing mm-hmm. and social media and all these other things. And when you realize that well, when I realized that I cared more about the quality of my magic than the quality of how people were seeing it, right? There's a problem. Mm-hmm. So if you want to if you want to do well on social media, you have to work. It's work. You have to put ener- time and energy into it. You can't post crap from your phone and pictures of your cat and your kids. No one cares. Mm-hmm. And as 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 hard as it is for people to understand that, you know, people ask me, "Well, I want to do better on social media. What do I do?" And I start going through their Instagram feed, and I say, I, I see 400 pictures of your kid. I, I don't want to see your kid. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not to be a dick, but if I'm trying to see magic, I don't want to see your fucking kid. Right? It just makes it awkward. Right. 
right? I don't want to see what food you ate. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Show me what your focus is and then make it better. So, the, you know, you have to know what you're doing. You have to know if you want to do magic on, or you want to be a magician on Instagram, you have to have good photos. That's what the platform is. It's a photo yeah. platform. Why would you post shitty photos? Mm -hmm. What about, <laughs> you know? what about YouTube? And that one. YouTube is exactly the same. It's quality. You have to have good quality. I bought, I bought a brand new camera to start doing YouTube. I have a Panasonic GH5 mm -hmm. films in 4k. And then I bought another camera, which uh, I think I put it away. I think oh, I have to no, use it's it right at Tricks. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> the so that's that's my second camera that I just got. What is that? That's a Canon 6D Mark II. 6, 5, 5D, right? No, no, 6D. 6D has a Mark II? Yeah, it just came out. Oh, I have the 6D. I was confused. I didn't realize. It's the last version. Oh, okay. So that's the 6D Mark II. That has the dual pixel autofocus. Okay. I bought that camera just to take photos. Yeah. So when you see it, pictures on my Instagram, they come from that camera. When you see video, it comes from my other camera. Gotcha. I have, I bought cameras, you know, I, I invested, mm -hmm. right? So I will never, and by the way, I just got like the iPhone X, right? Because it's an X. So I will never take out this, take a picture and post it to Instagram. Never. And that's the difference. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. But YouTube also, I feel like you have to also be really engaged. I mean, obviously you have to be engaging, right? I mean, it's... Well, yeah, it's, it's a performance. Right. It's a performance. It's a finding... It doesn't matter if you're doing a vlog. It doesn't matter if you're doing a, 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 vo a video show, a, a podcast, right? There's It's a performance, mm -hmm. right? So you have to, you know, the way I'm talking to you now may not necessarily be the way that I talk when we're hanging mm -hmm. out. <laughs> Right. But that's what this is. This is a performance. You need to be engaged. You need to have that personality. I can't. Hey, yeah, what's up? <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome to my YouTube channel. Um, uh, so I, I want to show you this trick. Uh, so here it is. Uh, if you like what I'm doing, like and subscribe, like the video, <laughs> comment, subscribe. I want to get I want to get to a thousand subscribers, guys. I want to. Right. But that's what a lot of people do. And then they wonder why they're not getting anywhere. And they don't use good audio. They don't have good audio. They don't use good music. They don't use a good camera. You know, obviously you work within your means. But they don't edit it correctly. They don't color correct anything. They don't take a good thumbnail photo. They don't add anything anywhere. It's just they, they throw it up there and they expect people to come flocking to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That makes sense. Like put in some care put have some respect for the people that you're having watch your stuff mm -hmm. yeah right it's putting your ego away that's a big yeah. part of it too i'm sure so all right i watch i watch videos of myself all the time with you know ramsey and my other friends we sit around and and i'll post a video and ramsey goes yo you need to change your thumbnail uh take that video down you need to do this and i do it to him too right because we're constantly trying to keep that quality up. And sometimes we slack. Sometimes we miss it. Right. You know, we miss the buck. And we have our, our friends that will hit us in the ass and go get up and do it right. Right. Which is so important. Like, whatever yeah. you're doing is to have people that will be a critical eye and not just like, you're awesome. Like, you don't want right. just only cheerleaders. But 
All right, that was the last question. Yay, we made we it. We did it. Hooray. Do you want to leave people with any <laughs> last words of wisdom? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you like what we did today, like, comment, and subscribe below. Hit the bell icon if you want to be notified in my next video. And <laughs> 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 I, was like, I don't think this is. I don't think you can subscribe, but yeah, yeah, go ahead, do it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, just if you're not trying to be better than you were the day before, then what are you doing? Yeah, I think is it. That's I like it. So end on that note. Quit. Hit stop right now. Stop recording. Quick. Stop. Stop. stop, stop. <laughs> it's, done, it's done. We're done. It's all over. <laughs> all right. I'm actually gonna hit stop recording for real.